0: This podcast should not be considered as medical or legal advice. If you are looking for such advice, then do contact a professional. But please find someone that has a brain and can think critically about what's going on in the world today. This is the Collective Resistance Podcast with your hosts, Leo and Fabiola. We will be discussing why we find ourselves resisting the narratives of the common collective, as well as why the common collective resists new information.
1: Fabiola.
2: Hey, Leo. I can hear you now. All right. I'm
0: really just... I'm a little bit out of sorts because uh, this is our quickest turnaround on an episode ever. Yes. Okay. Um, So this this is an interview and we... Fabi scored this like like 15 minutes ago. (laughs) So we just kind of hurried up and put it together. We're going to have to kind of make it coherent in post.
2: (laughs) Yes. We've been uh, digging into ivermectin and... We talked about it in other episodes. We talked about it when we were talking in relation to the vaccines and how it was maybe a viable alternative. And I've had success personally with antiparasitic medication. Um, But... You know, I was thinking the protocols here in the US were a little aggressive, like when we would hear about people pushing ivermectin or pushing, uh, talking about treatments with ivermectin for, you know, uh, nonsense, COVID specifically. Uh, They would always say it's safe and effective, but then you have to take like this mega dose and, you know, growing up in a third world country, it was like you take, yeah, you take antiparasitic medication once a year. If you have a severe infection, maybe twice a year. So it's not like it's not in our awareness. But when people were saying like they're taking this mega doses for like weeks and months every day, I just felt like, I don't know, that doesn't sound right. But anyways, let it go. And then just recently ran across something talking about ivermectin actually not being safe and effective. Like the... The, I guess, the counter marketing. The conservatives having. So, people that don't want the vaccine, usually their go to is like, you got to be on ivermectin. And it's this end all, be all, cure all drug. But it is still a drug. So, I was like, I don't know. So, I, I dug a little deeper and I found these fabulous um, researcher that we're going to bring on to you today.
0: Yeah. So we're, uh, we're actually going to collect a little bit of information from him before we bring yeah. him on. Cause again, this is all, uh, uh, come about rather quickly. Um,
2: it's one of those, you know, uh, uh, breaking news, breaking cycles. news so yes. this is, to me, this is like huge breaking news and, very new information to me. And I think very new information for a lot of people is ivermectin friend or foe. Well, and, <laughs> That's and, what we're going to be exploring today.
0: And, you know, we did a lot of, um, reporting on ivermectin early on, you know, wondering why it was being silenced and whatnot right, out of right. the conversation. Mm-hmm. And, uh,
2: Uh, Such, just like gain of function, (laughs) gain of fiction, I like to say...
0: (laughs) Well, and so, you know, we were really wondering and, and we were kind of like saying, you know, people should have a choice and all that. And sure, sure, we're, we're, we're still there. But I mean, we're we're always about new information. That's what we say in our, our our tagline in the beginning. You know, we're not opposed to new information. We were also looking at the lab leak theory early on. And we've really uh, come around to the no virus theory, uh, um, you know, as of the last uh, uh year here. And so, you know, we're all about getting additional information. And then what makes sense once you have that additional information is, uh, you know, where we're going to put our our stock. So anyway, I think uh, we'll go ahead and bring our guest on and uh, we'll just dive into it from there. So hang on one second. All right, we are joined today with our guest, Tim Truth. And uh, Tim, you know, be it that we put this together so quickly, uh, I just kind of want to hand it over to you. Can you kind of introduce people who you are and what you do?
3: Absolutely. And thank you so much for being flexible and, and reaching out and uh, agreeing to do this so quickly. No, we appreciate uh, it. No, it's yeah. great. And uh, yeah, my background is uh, I went to Rice University for computer science. So it's a pretty. Oh, good, I'm uh, a computer, computer science school. major too. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah. I never got my degree. I ended up going into the industry where I actually ended up learning I feel like a lot more than when I was at school and the money was coming in instead of going out so it worked out for me in that case but um, you know pretty soon I found something that I think is even more interesting than what I was doing and that is researching and trying to figure out what's going on in this world and what the truth is and and tear through the deception and when I was a kid I was you know really interested in uh, learning about magic tricks and seeing how the deception is done and at least in that case it's consensual you know the magician will say hey do you want to see a trick and everyone understands what's going on and the whole point is they try to fool you and everybody laughs and they see if they can do it and uh it's interesting and so i would you know give swim lessons and the you know i grew up swimming and uh just take the money that i've earned and buy magic tricks and so i learned how to convey messages to children which i think was really important to me like how to teach and the importance of asking questions and then giving the answer and um so this kind of all c- accumulated culminated in uh, doing research and presenting it in video format and trying to get to the truth of the matter and tear through all the deception. And you um, saw so I've researched you know mind control going through the history of psychological ex- experimentation and how they exploit that in the social media algorithms and all the ways that they control us uh, systematically, or I try to understand it and pass it along.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: then um, with COVID, I think that that was a very interesting opportunity to explore, you know, how they were doing this world-shattering transformation. Yeah, and I've been really honing in on the depopulation agenda, which I think is one of the biggest uh, scandals, biggest crimes against humanity ever. And finding documents like NSSM two hundred, which is where they talked about capping the world's population at eight billion, and like uh-huh. once you find stuff like that everything gets a lot more serious
2: so what is and that think... called <laughs> yeah
0: we <we're laughs> mentioned that one again nssm what was it
3: nssm 200 it's called the kissinger report oh, okay uh, wait, share my screen real quick
0: oh yeah yeah be so Great.
3: because this, this is crazy
0: and, and oh. l- should we should we let everybody know um who's because obviously we'll say it at the end but where where can people find your your content
3: uh, they can go to timtruth.com or timtruth.substack.com Okay. For my articles. Um, but, but I just want to show this real quick because this changed my whole world. Okay. And I'm so against this agenda. And I think there's multi facets to it. I think there's many vectors by which they're poisoning us. And so some people want to hone in and just get obsessed with one of them, say, like the vaccine. Yeah. Right. Um, and I just think it's more complex than that. I think people are being tricked and deceived into taking poison all over the place they ramp up the fear factor and they say hey here's the easy take it out just take this well uh, just check
0: who who's that 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 gal um I can't remember. Oh, Catherine Austin Fitz. Yep. You know, uh, she mentions in some of her interviews that, uh, she talks about the great poisoning, I think. And, and that was kind of the, the strategy, you know, was to really loosen up on what was being allowed to be in food and and water and, and all of that. And so then you would slowly be deteriorating the, uh, you Know the resources that we, we utilize to, to to sustain life and and uh you know just poison the overall population over time. Now, I've got some challenges with Catherine, uh, but but uh, uh, I, I did think that was an interesting uh uh comment from her,
3: yeah. And one thing that was really illusion shattering to me was the childhood vaccine schedule, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, how ridiculous that is, and what they're pumping into the, the kids, mm-hmm. and how it's seemingly intentionally to reduce fertility and lifespans and how just sinister the whole system is. It's all about energy extraction and just chewing people up, spitting them out.
1: Mm-hmm. It's so,
3: um, ruthless.
1: Yeah. Uh,
3: and speaking of that, this is just what I wanted to show here. World policy and programs in the population field should incorporate two major objectives. So this is a United States government document, um, under Nixon, with okay. Kissinger, who were both kind of cronies for the Rockefellers. It seems mm-hmm. actions to keep the ultimate level as close as possible to eight billion. Like this is just out in the open genocide. Right. And so, you know, my mind starts trying to figure out, you know, how are they going to accomplish this? Mm -hmm. And a lot of their documents going around, talk about how can we reduce fertility? Um, There's the Jaffe memo. Have you guys heard of that? No, no. Uh, VP at planned parenthood, sent it off uh, to the population council, which was eugenicist, Frederick Osborne and the Rockefellers or one Rockefeller. And, um, they're basically just brainstorming. How do we reduce fertility? And time and time again, they came up with this idea. Let's put sterilants in the water or sterilants in the
0: food. Mm-hmm. Tim, you're trying to tell me that that somebody that was in a high up leadership at Planned Parenthood doesn't have our best interest at heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you look at the, like
3: the birth control movement and like what the real objectives are here. Whether you're about
2: abortion, right? The fe- feminist movement. Like it's your body, your choice.
3: Yeah, like all these movements that they trick us into supporting, uh, like Social Security, take away the money from people when they're of child having years, mm-hmm. promising them security in the in the later years, um, and healthcare.
1: Mm-hmm. But what do
3: they actually do? They end up just killing these people. Yeah, you know, the senior. That's what I see, and it's just so it's it's like worse than a con job because it's like just tricking people into making all the wrong decisions and then killing them. Yeah, like I just can't think of anything worse. But um, one thing I wanted to show is the groups that this document, this U.S. government document mentions. You might recognize some of these. Okay. The WHO. Yeah. And then two U.N. agencies, the Population Fund and the Children's Fund, and then the World Bank. Mm-hmm. And these are the countries that they targeted, which is maybe a good tie into our discussion that we're going to have on ivermectin.
2: Oh, there's but Brazil see, right there.
3: <laughs> Brazil. That's the one I was hoping that you pick up on. India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, Nigeria which is a big recipient of ivermectin. Mexico, also a big recipient of ivermectin. Indonesia, Brazil, who uses a lot of ivermectin. And I just don't know who's paying for it, but there is this program called, well, it's, it's Merck's program called the Mectizen Donation Program. Have you heard of this?
0: No. You're, you're blowing my mind already.
3: (laughs) This is where Merck, of all companies, Merck sends billions of free doses of medicine. That's what they call this ivermectin medicine to uh, Africans and poor people and basically like similar countries to what this mentioned here, where I think they describe it as uh, fast growing countries that they just really need to get the population down because um, they can't keep their 8 billion ceiling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we, we know it's uh, ivermectin, which, you know, seemed like at the time seemed like a positive, but we know that it's on the, the list of the World Health Organization's uh, essential medications. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, this is just kind of interesting color that we you're We thought giving. it was a
2: good argument, you're, you're, yeah, but now we're like, eh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's on that list because we're, we're poisoning everybody
1: with it.
2: <laughs> and, you know, I can say that for Brazil, you know, for my family in Brazil in particular, um, I have two brothers and both of them had a trouble conceiving children with their, you know, their spouses. So.
3: Wow. And do you so? Know there's three of us. <laughs> no, was that? Are you saying that was after ivermectin or just in general? So,
2: so my youngest actually took the um, swine flu shot. Him and his wife, and they've had a really hard time conceiving. They finally they do have a little boy now. He's five. And then you know we were vaccinated a lot more than than people in this country. I know that for sure. I have the scar of the. um the thing in the lungs, tuberculosis shot. I got two doses. Actually, when I was moving here, like they really shot me up with a lot of stuff. So um, so there's that, there's also you no know, fluoride. Even if you buy bottled water in Brazil, it has fluoride. Even if it says mineral on it, it has fluoride. Um, the, the spraying there in the agriculture is heavier, I believe, than it is here. So there, there's a lot of factors. I believe but it's just interesting that we've all always like all our lives every year would take you know some antiparasitic and then it turns out they both I moved out about twenty years ago and moved here, but you know they they both had trouble conceiving children so
0: and and Tim um and I know you're gonna get into it maybe a little bit later, but i mean uh uh 'cause we're we're gonna kind of come at this from a couple different angles one is uh prolonged use, and then other is, is uh, you know, more acute usage. and uh, uh, But really, just to kind of... He- but Tim,
2: as he was trying to finish... Oh, yeah, you yourself. were
0: trying to finish a point. Go ahead.
2: Go ahead. So, Please. yeah, continue introducing yourself, Tim, because we going to know more about you.
3: <laughs> well, there's, you know, a lot of interesting... No, I don't want to say that, but there's a lot of things I could bring up that would, you know, tie into this conversation, but I think we should just cut straight into the okay. ivermectin, because uh, I'm just you know, honestly, I'm going through this paradigm shift and it's been like really significant in my life over the past few days. And I'm trying to get the word out and just tell people what I found and what I saw. And a lot of people are really upset with me. the last few. Oh, I'm out, sure.
2: People are upset yeah, with just, us all, all probably the be, Yeah.
3: <laughs> but, it's, it, it, you know, if it clears our conscience, then I think it's good. And all I'm trying to do is tell people the, the other side of this. I, I think, you know, there could still be a case to be made for ivermectin, but the case that's being made just really upsets me at this point. Okay. Um, Maybe I should say this. Um, I got off a call after I put out my last video on ivermectin and these other drugs um, that might make people more susceptible that I'm also seeing pushed by other people in the, you know, freedom, health community, whatever we want to call it. Mm -hmm. Um, He called me up and he said, I I saw your video and it made a lot of sense. You know, I ended up in the hospital after my last uh, dose of ivermectin.
1: Wow.
3: Uh, He was in a coma for four days. He had to be in the hospital for a week. Wow. And, um, and I asked him like, were you on any other drugs? Cause I just put out this video about, uh, quercetin and K2 and how these studies show that it might deplenish the barrier, the blood brain barrier protection or the testes protection or all these different important really barriers. Yeah. There's something called PGP that, um, it's a Oh, I saw
2: in. you had that on your, on your bit shoot channel, something about <clears> that. <throat>
3: Okay. I've been trying to put it down. It's a little technical, but if you look it up, it's just like, okay, uh, what protects us from ivermectin toxicity? Anybody could look that up. You'll find right away what they say is peak glycoprotein. Mm-hmm. And they have these different states where they have what are called knockout mice, and they can genetically turn off a gene. So turn off their PGP, or they can inhibit the PGP with various drugs. And when when that happens, the amount that it takes to kill the rats goes down significantly, like 100 times. Really? Oh, wow. So it's possible, very possibly in my assessment, this is what I'm most worried about, a sort of a binary weapon where they can say, Hey, take this supplement here. It's totally safe. Look, there's all these studies. Nobody who takes it has any issues. Mm-hmm. And then they can say, Hey, take it. Totally safe. Look, uh, we send it to Africa and we have, we didn't hear anything. Just, um, and when people combine the two, that's what really worries me. And I'm seeing signs that people are just being loaded up with these, uh, PGP inhibitors. And I think in a few months, we're going to see this huge onslaught of pushing ivermectin. So that's kind of what I'm worried about at the moment.
2: Mm-hmm. We're well, so... we worried points... too, because we know tons of people taking that. <laughs> it's
1: like M&Ms. Yeah, people are really, uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, people are really liking the stuff. And the other thing is that uh, ivermectin itself is a PGP inhibitor. So cumulative usage will keep wearing down these barriers. And it's just really interesting They admit, if you read about ivermectin toxicity, that it's not something you want in your brain or in various other organs for males like the testes like it'll just start deteriorating the sperm and just mutagenic uh, cytotoxic genotoxic mutagenic like all these really bad things but people are just taking it and they don't really understand the potency of this drug that they're using because Mm -hmm. they were all told it was safe
2: Mm -hmm. now today i was having a conversation with someone about this um, someone that follows a channel called Dirt. What was it? Dirt. I don't know if you heard of it. It's
0: a, uh, it's a, Telegram, a Telegram channel, right? But,
2: but anyway, I, w- I was asking her about it because I honestly, if I'm going to take any drug, which I shy away from, I would read the insert. And she was saying, "Well, I do think from this channel that I'm following, they're not. They don't seem like they're making any money off of it." It's called Dirt. What is it? Dirt Road Discussion. That's the channel. And she was like, "Well, they don't make any money off of it, and they have so many stories of people just calling and testimonials of how their cancer has been cured, how their arthritis has been cured, how their glaucoma was cured. And I mean, these people wouldn't be making this stuff up." So what do you say to that? Oh, and they all saw... There's two things. I'm sorry. The other thing is, like, they're taking the horse version because the person version might be bad, but the horse is not bad because if it was bad, horses are very... Sensitive. Sensitive, and they wouldn't want to take it.
3: I've heard so many really bad arguments for (laughs) why it's safe. Um, But as far as its efficacy... I, I. I'm just very suspicious when I hear miracle cures. And the more I, I follow the ivermectin story, it's like they keep coming up with new things it'll do. And it's like a toxic pesticide. And they're like, oh, it'll cure your cancer. It'll do this. It'll do that. And it's just, to me, it seems, seems nonsensical, like they're working backwards. They want everyone to take this stuff and they're trying to come up with as many excuses as possible. I could be wrong about that. Mm-hmm. But for me, the bottom line is don't tell people it's safe if it's not safe. And this stuff's not safe. If somebody takes too much from that tube they bought off Amazon for three bucks, then they could land in a coma, especially if they're genetically predisposed with the MDR1 gene
1: mm-hmm.
3: or if they're on PGP inhibitors. And I keep finding more of these PGP inhibitors that are like over the counter that people are loading people up on, like vitamin K2 mm-hmm. or nato K2 mm-hmm. and um,
0: no, so, so I know quercetin, but... Uh... So, like, vitamin K2, what would you probably be prescribed that for?
2: I mean, usually you bind with vitamin you D. Before? Right? It's supposedly in your butter and supposedly helps, you know, bind or metabolize vitamin D, something like that. I don't know. I'm no scientist. But I know that you're supposed to combine vitamin D with vitamin K2. Now I know vitamin D synthetic obviously it's a hormone asteroid it just naturally it is so it suppresses your immunity when you take it or at least so you think it's helping but it's actually suppressing your immunity and it actually destroys the lining of your your gut which i didn't know so best way to take it is through sunlight and through the fat of animals because it's fast soluble um that are outside you know outside grazing green grass <laughs>
3: That's really interesting. And I'm no, I'm no medical expert or anything. I'm just reading these studies. And I, like, they, they have a study, I can maybe show it here, yeah. where they uh, use a verpanil. And virapinil is a TGP inhibitor. And they, they basically give it to these uh, rats. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick. Where did it okay. go? Well,
1: and they what, give it to these rats.
0: Well, one thing I was going to ask you, Tim, I brought up a little bit there in our pre-show time, but um, you know, like we mentioned, that we're we're starting to see more and more of our friends who are taking this like uh, on a regular, almost like daily dosage, uh, as opposed to just taking it in response to if they think they have COVID symptoms or something of that nature. Do that you right? do you know if if that is a new thing, or is there always been some small population that? Have considered ivermectin to be this miracle thing, and now it's just getting the notoriety because of the the whole uh, hubbub around COVID. Do do you have any insight into that?
3: Well, from my research, it seems like it was being used for a um, anti-parasite drug in these various countries, and that was what's weird to me is they they sell it like it's this miracle wonder drug, the WHO essential medicines. Right. But they have to take it every six months for 15 years because they say it doesn't kill the adult worms. Okay. And uh, so it's not even really effective. I mean, if, if the vaccines were pushed the same way, we'd say that's not effective. But mm-hmm. people have a double standard. Uh, so that's what I think it was being used for. Um, and then now, yeah, now that people are taking it prophylactically, prophylactically. and I remember uh, Pierre Corey mm-hmm. uh, got up in front of probably Rod Johnson or someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and uh, basically said that if people took it every week or something to that effect a couple of years back, he said that, that they wouldn't get sick. And this is not medical advice. I think right. it's ridiculous. Honestly, um, people won't get sick and they will not die, which is kind of what they told us about the vaccine. It's just, this really simplistic boiled down
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, sales pitch for a medicine it's safe. And it's effective. It's a miracle. You won't die. It's a little ridiculous, but yeah, now it's being pushed more and more. And they, back in the day, they would say, once you catch COVID, then take it like every five days at these high doses mm-hmm. and you got to do it early. So don't wait to see if it's actually severe. Just start taking that ivermectin. So all of it just seems really suspicious. I don't know if you would agree with that, but yeah. from my perspective looking back and I'm mad at myself for not missing this, I used to cover it on my show and say, Oh, I don't give medical advice. This is kind of interesting. These people are talking about this. Uh, but I definitely wouldn't, you know, I'm not recommending anything, but mm-hmm. I should have been more diligent if I had looked at it. With you know one one hundredth of the effort that I looked into the vaccines with, right? Uh, I would have figured this out a lot sooner.
0: Well, well, so so Tim, if if uh, maybe maybe it would help for our listeners if we looked at it this way. Let's say that your mother's coming to you and she's saying, "Hey, I'm thinking of taking ivermectin," and and you're like, "Mom, here, I'm going to make the case why you shouldn't." You know, what, what do you think the, the real, the real stuff is, and maybe that's what you're, you're, you're going yeah, to show think. us that, that, that really kind of, uh, uh cross the Rubicon for you.
3: <laughs> well, what I would show is, uh, you know, there's this rat study where they had these different rats and they gave some of them ivermectin in their diet, two parts per million. And the others didn't get ivermectin and they exposed it to a carcinogen called MNNG. And they found a significant number of neoplasms, uh, in the ones given ivermectin and a statistically significant fourfold increase in the number of pathological lesions okay which is concerning um also i would point out that it's according to this publication here cytotoxic meaning toxic to cells mm-hmm. um, significant ability to induce dna oxidative damage enhanced autophagy and double-stranded damage of dna so genotoxicity, cytotoxicity, these words just keep popping out in all these studies. Mm-hmm. And that's very concerning to me. Now, my mother isn't looking to have more children, so I wouldn't show all these fertility studies that <laughs> I to the young men. Um, But it's, then I would say, like, why are you taking it? Like, what are you trying to benefit from uh, the ivermectin? Because there's a lot of studies looking at uh, COVID and they don't find these amazing benefits, or to be the ivermectin for COVID. They don't really show these amazing benefits. Some of them, I mean, one thing that's interesting about the ivermectin toxicity or uh, efficacy studies is they're all over the map. It's like if it's a miracle drug that just attacks the spike protein or whatever they're Mm -hmm. saying or stops it from multiplying the the virus that is, then wouldn't we see that in all the studies? And they'll say, well, that's because Big Pharma is putting their finger on the scale to make ivermectin look bad. But Mm -hmm. I would say the opposite. Big Pharma, Merck... (laughs) about as big farmers as you can get mm-hmm. has been shipping billions of doses to basically for free to countries which happen to be targeted by uh, certain oligarchs for depopulation
1: mm-hmm.
3: so it's it's very suspect through and through um i would say it's not very well tested and uh it's very suspicious how it's being pushed as safe but you know well, i respect anyone's decision well and and,
0: and uh fabi something you said i don't know if it was something that, that you heard Tim mentioned, or if it was, or if it was Dr. Katz or somebody else, but that, that uh, the vaccines are, are for the Democrats and the, and the uh, ivermectins for the Republicans. Be
2: targeting. I mean, that's obviously, re- that's
0: obviously reductive, but I mean, you know, I think people get what, what, what we but mean But it there. seems
2: like it's people in the anti-vaccine movement that, I mean, and I don't even like to use that word, Yeah, you know, the, don't think vaccines are a good idea, they're actually jumping into this bandwagon very easily and not, you know, not just because of COVID, but just because of a broad spectrum of ailments that they have had that are kind of chronic and they've tried everything and it hasn't go- gone away. So it seems like that's like the the silver bullet, you know. Especially well, because people out. couldn't get them, right? Everybody was saying, oh, I can't get it prescribed. And
3: <laughs> Yeah, that's how I look at it, honestly. Instead of Republican-Democrat, I look at it as people who are more pr- prone to direct psychology versus reverse psychology.
0: Right.
1: Uh...
3: Now, it wasn't all reverse psychology, but it was like the establishment. If you trust the media, you'll get the vaccine. Right. If you're reverse or opposed to it, then ivermectin looks interesting. Now, there are people actively pushing it, so it's not all reverse psychology, but...
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, there's a lot of deception going on, if you ask me. And one thing I want to bring up, speaking of regular dosing of ivermectin, this is something that would concern me. Um, and one reason why I would never take it every day or every week, not medical advice, but this is just something to be aware of. Um, this is an interesting study. Uh, just one aspect of this, I'm, I'm guessing you'd see similar at the uh, blood-brain barrier, but this is the testes barrier, which is protected by P-glycoprotein. And so what they did is they they had this uh, PGP inhibitor verapamil. And then they had ivermectin, which is this toxic pesticide, but it doesn't hurt our brain or get into the testes because of PGP, p glycoprotein. Mm-hmm. So what they basically did is tried to inhibit the PGP and then see what the ivermectin does. And what they found is ivermectin knocked down the sperm count 12%, but when they inhibited the PGP, it fell 46%. Wow. And then uh, for sperm motility down 8% for just ivermectin, down 23% when they had this PGP inhibitor. And so... That's What's really important to remember is there's all these PGP inhibitors. Quercetin, which is being pushed out, seems, at least in some studies, to show that it's a PGP inhibitor. That's what I found. Mm-hmm. Uh, vitamin K2. And also, uh, ivermectin itself starts wearing this down. So if you start taking ivermectin too much, it, it, it itself kind of turns into this verpimil effect, according to my research. So you're, you're attacking this barrier that's super important. And it protects you, um, if you're lucky, the first time maybe the second time but i just worry about this repetitive recurrent attack it just people keep uh pushing the limits if you if you ask me well and and you look, also you
0: also got to wonder uh what's the impact different between you know children taking it versus adults you know are children more susceptible to uh you know the the blood brain barrier uh um you know, uh, advancement or, or, or are they, do they have more defenses than, than adults? I don't know the answer to that.
3: That's a great question. And there's this really tragic story of this 13 year old boy who had to go to the hospital after he was in a coma from one pill of ivermectin. Wow. So it it can be bad from the the start. And I worry also about people being put into ivermectin comas and then getting to the hospital. And we know what, I mean, it doesn't look good about what they're doing to people in the hospital. Right. Um, and so they'll maybe just try to get that HHS check or Medicare check, whoever's paying it uh, for, oh, this person died on a ventilator with remdesivir from COVID. And it's an unvaxxed to death. So I just, I, th- I think right. people are really overlooking the toxicity of ivermectin. And they want it because I think they want it so badly to be safe for a number of reasons. But one that I think was the deceptive trick they played on us is by somehow equating it to, oh, the vax will be recalled or stop being forced if we have a safe and effective alternative treatment.
1: Right. So I think
3: a lot of people for that reason were like, oh, we got to say ivermectin safe and effective.
1: Mm-hmm. But I don't
3: think that's really a realistic way to defeat the vaccine mm-hmm. uh, theory.
0: Hey, Tim, now let me ask you this. Um, again, I might, uh, you might not have awareness of this one, but uh, uh, have you heard of CD? Chlorine
2: dioxide.
0: Chlorine dioxide. People, yeah,
3: people have been asking me about that once I started coming out about ivermectin. And I I don't really have an opinion on it. Uh, They'll show me a study like, oh, look, we had this uh, in vitro, like a petri dish study. And it, what do they say? It stopped the virus from replicating
2: or something like that. Mm -hmm.
3: So alarm bells go off for
2: me. I don't buy that one. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't (laughs) buy that either. So I'm like, well, how the hell do you even know what you're looking at? Nobody's ever found the damn thing. Your
2: cells (laughs) stop degradating.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's how I'm feeling about that one. Anything I see like over and over again in the bit shoot comment section, it's just, to me, there's a bunch of red flags. Oh, uh, it seems I like see. when, when you can start identifying it as possibly being an operation and there's just agents spamming the place, mm-hmm. trying to push something. But at a certain point, it, it does gain legs and people will, you know, carry water for the various theories. But yeah, I don't like these miracle cures that end up being toxic, but I uh, just plague our comment section. <laughs>
0: So where, where do you see this go? Or did you have a question for him? I me? did.
2: I did, because you said something very interesting about... Well, you seem like you specialize in mind control, studying mind control. And you said something about um, you have the people that believe everything the media says and then the people that believe in the reverse psychology. Is it like... How does that work, I guess? And well, what does that look like? And also... Is there another alternative? Is it the people that actually are are looking at the studies or find like they're pushing this too much? Like on the other way, like control opposition. And then I need to go and look in the studies.
3: Yeah, definitely a more nuanced stance, uh, third stance. uh, And I think we fit in that stance, I hope. But uh, (laughs) I definitely am more prone to reverse psychology because I'm resistant. And I'm like, oh, these people have fooled me time and time again. I hate these media people. They're liars. I'm going to do the opposite of what they say. That's probably, it's probably a reverse indication, uh, contrary indication. And I think a lot of people do that and they think that that's enough, but that's not really a logical uh, deduction. You can't really say, well, because the media doesn't want me to take this pesticide, I should take it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but it's interesting because they had these two camps which were diametrically opposed on these two treatments. So they were hoping that people would fall into these two camps. And that reminds me of like the... Uh, ash conformity experiment and just the people's what is that sorry what was the ash conformity experiment so they basically showed uh different simple questions to a group full of people but most all of them were just actors who would give you know whatever answer was scripted and so they wanted to see and measure how much people would just go along with the crowd even when Uh. it's obviously incorrect and they found like i forgot what it was like 70 percent of people would say something that was obviously wrong, that they would get wrong like less than 1% of the time on their own. But just because a bunch, like a room full of actors that, you know, they didn't know were actors said the wrong answer before them. They just go
0: along with it. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember the, the vision, the one visual that goes along with that. I remember they did the experiment with where the people come into a waiting room and there's a bunch of people sitting in it, and then you know the person who doesn't know what's going on sits down, and then all of a sudden everybody stands up except that person, just to, <laughs> and they and they and they just stand w- with no alert or or any reason to stand, and then the person's looking around, and then they get up too <laughs> because they're like, I, there's, there's
2: I there's would probably like, do, do that. <laughs>
3: Like, they'll, they'll have a video of a, people in an elevator, and they'll all just be, like, facing the wrong way, or they'll all just turn around all at once. If <laughs> so i the one person they're, like, actually uh, experimenting on, and that person will just turn around as well, it's pretty funny. But people will just go along with the crowd, and I see that it's, it's pretty dangerous. And people try to, like, gauge what's popular and use that to guide, like, what they want to say. And I think that's really dangerous. And I think we saw that, uh, like, in a case study with ivermectin i mean people weren't doing their due diligence no one had any idea i still don't mm-hmm. whether the vac- or whether the ivermectin is effective like there's so many studies all over the map on it and then we get told by the same people who just cherry pick the ones they like that it's effective that it's safe mm-hmm. which i think is totally incorrect and fallacious like how can they just push a pesticide yeah. on people as safe i mean
2: i did not they... know it was a pesticide Right. It's, um, is that on on Wikipedia? I think I I even like try to look it up a little bit and see. So we're not only, I mean, if it's a pesticide, is it just used widely here in the US and other countries or is it more targeted in some countries? Do you know anything about about that?
3: Yeah. Originally it was called abamectin and some of the uses, uh, for like cockroach, uh, let me pull this up here on Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's, it's used, uh, for pesticides or uh, parasites, like people actually ingest it and the thinking Mm -hmm. is, right. The the thinking is that it'll be more toxic to them and we'll be able to survive it. So that's a good idea. Like, that's how they judge it. It's like, oh, the human doesn't die. And we think the parasites die. Although I think it's, I'm starting to think it's just an excuse. Like, what can we say to somebody to make them take a poison? Mm
1: -hmm. And
3: it's like, okay, what if we tell them they have parasites in them? take this every six months mm-hmm. it's, it's I, show just that
2: was how, my case that's how I grew up
3: yeah it's it's and I just wonder if there's any truth to it like mm-hmm. I, I mean I guess it could be logical I don't know they, they say like okay if we give regular dosing it'll just keep the uh, adult parasites from ever developing and growing all the way to maturity because we can kill them when they're young so we have to keep taking it and killing the young right or it's just like a dastardly excuse like we have i just can't really rule that out that they would just come up with an excuse to poison people
2: Mm -hmm. so you uh, you looked at um did you look at any study i think you you did say that on one of your bitch shoot videos specifically the one about the genocide where you were saying how do we know okay we know that it damages i don't know cancer cells but how do we know it doesn't damage anything else is that where you're going
3: with that idea yeah well um like the one study I was showing you earlier HALA the Henrietta Lacks cell line you know I'll show somebody a study and the researchers are very concerned with the outcome they're like this is cytotoxic this is uh mutagenic these bad words like you don't want this in you um but then people will say Tim it's a cancer cell line so this cures cancer
1: right right
3: well for that that's a presumption that it's specific toxicity to cancer cells mm-hmm. which it doesn't seem like is the case at all mm-hmm. um it's toxic to insects to rats to humans i mean it'll kill us if we take too much of it mm-hmm. and different people have different thresholds so that right there i mean it doesn't take too much to kill us uh eating ivermectin it's mm-hmm. very very potent and um for people to say it's the safest drug ever like mm-hmm. stuff like that i'm like safest drug ever like I'm, I'm off. I'm getting off all my
0: drugs. <laughs> yeah,
2: just take that one. It cures everything, and it's cheap. I mean, at least you know in Brazil, it's it's really cheap. You go to the front. I don't even know. It's like maybe like a dollar fifty for a pack. It is and, that. And we have to
3: question these things because they usually price gouge us for this. And um, there's an interesting quote I like to bring up from Julian Huxley, who was the uh, front man for UNESCO, the United Nations Education and Science. <laughs> something else, you ask but Yeah, I remember Huxley. And he says, we must plan our eugenic policy along some such lines as the following. The lowest strata, allegedly less well-endowed genetically, are reproducing relatively too fast. Therefore, birth control methods must be taught to them. They must not have too easy access to relief or hospital treatment, lest the removal of the last check on natural selection should make it too easy for children to be produced or to survive. And then they talk about sterilizing people for long unemployment. So this is how I, I look at the United Nations, and it actually explains much more in my opinion, that they're not actually in the business of healing people, they're in the business of sterilizing people and preventing and depriving people of getting medical care. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it through that lens, it's, in my opinion, it's possible that ivermectin is just sterilant, and they're coming up with excuses like, oh, we're giving you free relief. Mm-hmm. Look, Merck's shipping you all this free uh, parasite removal drugs. And I just saw this video of uh, Bill Gates, like talking all about parasites and how they're working to attack parasites, just like the same way he talks about the viruses. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it's it it should be really looked at, like, why are they subsidizing this drug? Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Is it because they're trying to save the species, save humanity, increase our population? I don't think so. I think it's very it's under the same umbrella as the vaccine's. Mm-hmm. In my assessment,
0: yeah, I would definitely doubt they're trying to save anyone. <laughs> that that's never really uh, a leading motive, uh, from what we found. But uh, now on your on your content, would you say that that um, that video that you did, the toxic pesticide ivermectin being pushed recklessly for COVID, is that is that kind of a, a great video for people to to get started in 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 looking at this, or would you direct them? I know you got a, a few of them on here that focus kind of primarily I think on I've ivermectin. Really
3: recommend if people go to timtruth.com timtruth.com excuse me click playlists and then ivermectin toxicity and um there's fertility studies which are very interesting um sometimes i i hear from older people who are like i don't care if it uh, affects fertility i if it saves me i'm not having more children i'm like how can you not look at this as scandalous i mean you could it's one thing to deny it or to uh, debunk it i should say if you can and say like, oh, it doesn't actually affect fertility. But you know, I'm yelling about the 4.4 billion doses of this stuff that they shipped to countries that are targeted for depopulation. Mm-hmm. And other people are like, no, Tim, it cures cancer and it, it, you know, cures COVID and it, you know, kills parasites. And I just look at these. The more I think about it, as just excuses that are given to us to tip the ta- just tip the scales so people take it.
1: Mm-hmm. You
3: know, oh, it's safe and effective. Like that's the most right. boiled down drug pitch ever. Uh, <laughs> you won't die. You won't get sick. It kills parasites. I mean, they're they're just invoking as much fear as possible. No one really knows that they have parasites. And uh, most people who are taking ivermectin for parasites don't actually know they have parasites. Mm -hmm. And if it's a test, how do we even know the test is
1: accurate?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, We don't. The test is definitely not (laughs) super accurate. But um, so can we talk a little bit about the the depopulation agenda? So we're (laughs) in this. I mean, you've been covering that for quite some time, right? When did you start like? When did you find a document that you're showing us in the beginning? And when did you kind of start covering this and looking into that?
3: You know, I was always interested in the Georgia Guidestones.
2: Oh, that just blew up
3: Um, up out of nowhere. And it's just like right out in the open. And it's very, very eugenics-y and uh, just has a stated population ceiling. Yeah, which um, that is what?
2: 500,000, right? Which is?
0: Five million, million, 500 oh, million. 5 million, yeah. 500 million, 500 okay. million.
2: 500 million. 500 million. Yeah. Okay, which is a right. lot less than 8.
0: 8 um, billion, yeah. A lot
3: less than 8 billion. So I don't know what the real number is. Um, it's pretty interesting that we have a declassified U.S. document from 74, the one that we opened the show with, talking about capping it at eight, at 8 billion. And that's right where we're at, and now they're talking about flattening the curve. It's like, it's, okay. what, which curve are they talking about? <laughs>
1: okay, and, uh,
3: okay. So it's a great question about when that came across my radar. So one thing I love to do on my channel is scour. Um, that's how I came across your video with uh, Christine Massey. Yeah. Oh. I love looking at clips of interviews uh, for a topic I'm researching and just coming up with compilations of like the best clips I can find and smush them together and save people some time, get people uh, thinking about a topic with just like, the hardest-hitting clips I can find. And um, I came across a channel called Well, Here We Go on Bitchute, which I think is an underappreciated channel but I found a video he made about depopulation, and he was bringing up topics that I or uh, documents I'd never heard of, okay. like the Jaffe memo we talked about earlier, which is you know a really interesting document talking about uh, teaching homosexuality like as a way to reduce fertility, mm-hmm. like all these like really sorted ideas. And you look back, you're like, are all of these like social justice movements just like depopulating humanity, and they always say we're saving the planet. Like what about uh humanity like they always are very careful with their terms I've found mm-hmm. um, Cause
2: we're Because we're destroying deep- the planet I mean come on
0: yeah we're we're a uh, we're, we're a virus
2: we're terrible yeah, we're a cancer, <laughs> we're a cancer
3: yeah, sometimes I think that that's like the code they' the code word they're using like when they talk about the virus, we're the virus but um so to answer your question, I guess it was maybe two years ago that that document came across called the Kissinger report and um I never really heard anybody else talking about this, but it's pretty.
0: So two, two years ago, this is, this is actually during the pandemic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So
3: it's, it's really accelerated. It's uh, kind of falling into place and the ivermectin angle is really interesting to it. So I come at it kind of like fixated on this problem that we're faced with, which is they're trying to poison people, sterilize people at every turn. You know, they'll they'll just tell you it's a miracle product that can't be questioned like the childhood vaccines. Mm -hmm. So they're not really playing fair. So I look at the ivermectin totally different than a lot of people Mm -hmm. who think they've stumbled across some miracle.
2: But you're uh, talking about some channel that you were. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you're talking about a channel that you found. What was that called again? Where you ran?
3: It's kind of an interesting channel name. It's called Well Here We Go. The, oh, just the words. We well, okay. Here we go. One word. com slash. Well, here we go. And, um, he does a lot of interesting deep dives. He calls them lectures. He just like just rattles off a bunch of interesting things and kind of organizes them into uh, one to two hour shows. And you'd have to scroll back pretty far to get to that one. But, um, I was just amazed, you know, at all the stuff he brought up and y- you can find these clips of, you know, Gates and, uh, the Rockefellers and, Uh, i'm blanking on some others but just like oh there's
2: so many yeah there's the
0: Warburgs. (laughs) the uh yeah
2: do you think like then for the the pandemic specifically you seem like um everybody was kind of locked everybody was in lockstep you know do you think like they finally came to a consensus all these different um factions shall i call them uh, to come together to really accomplish this agenda, this de- depopulation agenda specifically, um, without, you know, fighting who's going to be on top this time?
3: <laughs> I think, yeah, there's a, t- a ton of coordination, and I'm actually coming to some really disturbing conclusions about people I thought I liked. I guess I could say I, I actually did like them.
1: Mm-hmm. And now
3: I'm like, this: your behavior, not not you, obviously, but just these people's behavior... Tim, let's explain. list them.
0: Let's list them. Yeah. Let's call them out.
3: I don't want to list them. Like that's one of the reasons I've been kind of laying low. I'm so glad that you guys reached out and we could set this up when I'm in this period, kind of like obsessing about ivermectin in my mind and wanting to be very careful about how I cover this on my channel. um But I mean, I'll, I'll list, for example, Dale tree Yeah. Um, I'm looking at him. I love. I love his show. I would always recommend it, and that makes it even like. Uh, harder for me and um
0: I, I turned a lot of people on to Dell, and then and they yeah. they still religiously watch him and i'm like well just 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 know it's I, I i still yeah diversified. no i still but, but i think i think that and actually I've, i'm, I'm I've not
3: accusing him of anything i'm just trying to like understand where he's how he's acting and it doesn't really make sense and he, he, there's a, other explanations and i see these networks popping up like, i guess what i should say where they'll all just talk with each other like Dell big just went on dr drew
0: yeah, and, I, um, I saw that. I noticed that.
3: It's just like the timing of everything, it's really suspicious. It's like they're avoiding key topics like does the virus exist? and is it Right.
2: I mean, he did have, have Cowan and No, not no, Cowan. No, he didn't have he Cowan. Had he had Kaufman, Kaufman on, yeah. on. in the very beginning. Uh, I remember that, and I thought maybe they were going to talk about that. And the same is true for children's health defense. Right. That they and
3: won't they, cover it. You know, they, they hawk stuff like there's no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really disturbing to me mm-hmm. because people trust them. People think that they're going through everything with like this fine tooth comb, like they do with the vaccines. And I just think, well, because the, they the,
2: say the, the, the they're just, like a middle ground. Like it's really hard to turn people around. It's it's people too it's too that, big of a it's yeah. too big of a jump. People that are all of a sudden but vaccinating, they just,
3: they'll just they'll scare people about gain of function, and yeah. they'll push.
0: It's, it's still, it's still a fear still. It's still a lot of fear around. And, and if it's, if there's nothing there, you know, then it's, it's, it's contrived and it, it's not fair to have people living in that paradigm if there's no, you know, uh, evidence for it. And so, yeah, I, that, that is, it's the same challenge that I've got. And, and uh, we, we do appreciate uh, the work they do, you know, we, we are a vaccine injury family. That's how we kind of That's got so into this, you know, year, many years ago, you know, back in, uh, what, 2000, um, 2008, 2008. And, and, you know, a lot of these people kind of came up through their ranks you know, we've met Dell, Big Tree in person, and and uh, you know, but but you at the we were on
2: the vax bus. We were on
0: the vax bus. We got interviewed by him. I think that that exists somewhere on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You've um, probably seen it.
3: Maybe that's why my subconscious said Dell.
0: Yeah, pa- Polly Tommy. She she interviewed us, so we met her in person, and and. You know, it, 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 it's weird, but we we do hold fast to our our uh, our premise at the beginning, you know, our tagline, which is, when new information comes in, you got to look at that new information, and you got to piece it into the hole, and you got to say, look, it may require a shift, even though I've 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 built an encampment, I may have to pick up, I may have to move, because you got to go where the 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 data is.
2: I mean, it's it's almost like an eruption, you know of new facts like every day like the ivermectin now what are your thoughts on gain of function do you do you want to share something about that
3: yeah um i i just like for example i think tomorrow dale's gonna have the quote-unquote whistleblower dr hoff on, talking about uh eco health alliance and being a whistleblower and i just you know i'll listen i'll hear these people out but i i just don't really see it with a COVID as being like this super deadly a virus that's just killing people left and right. Um, So if this is like their gain of function killer virus, it just, it it seems like it fell flat on the fear factor they tried to (laughs)
2: do a very good job.
3: And uh, yeah, I just, I I don't know because they can't really prove this even exists. So I feel like that's the key question. I don't care about patents or funding or grants. If it doesn't exist, I mean, can't be proven to exist, I feel like that's where we should be focusing. If they're going to shut down the whole world I know. and say the virus <laughs> means everyone has to take the vaccine and we can't be open as a society, then we should make them prove that the virus exists as described. And I think that the whole thing would fall flat on its face because so, they couldn't substantiate what they're asking of us.
2: So do you think this is um, propaganda, would I say? So you, you people talk about you know the money transfer happening or money laundering, whatever, whatever whatever it is of this gain of function of these different labs now there was even the project veritas a video that came out recently with the the
0: director of director Pfizer
2: at Pfizer oh, yeah. talking about how Pfizer is doing that too so you're creating the problem and at the same time you're developing the solution alongside why would people be spending all this money and all this these things and have all these labs and scientists if it's there's no virus what are, what are your thoughts on that argument
3: well i'm still i would say i'm on the fence about whether the virus exists but i think it's such an important question and the people who should have to prove it are just giving way too much uh benefit of the doubt and people are suspending their disbelief uh so what's actually going on in the, in these labs i have no idea uh But I do think that they they want to perpetuate this idea that there's contagious disease and that means that they can force people to wear masks, force shots, Mm -hmm. lock people down, have concentration camps they send the people to when they test positive. Uh, So I think they have to sustain this very important illusion that's doing a lot of their heavy lifting. Uh, So it's like
2: like more for the control, uh, basically, that's needed for the control.
3: I think it's all for the control. But I think... they really want or trying to bring the population down Mm -hmm. um, or at least cap it. So I think a lot of this is their best approach at consolidating the power because they can just censor people and say, oh, you're killing people with that disinformation and that misinformation. So I think they just just came up with an agenda, you know, a campaign that they could check off as many boxes as possible. Uh, Reduce the population is a big one. And with the fear, then they can tell people, hey, take ivermectin every day. Or take the vaccine every three months, or mm-hmm.
2: uh, yeah, I know some people that are on in the like their fourth or fifth booster. <laughs> <laughs> and they go like we oh, now, on that document you're showing us earlier, do they have a section there that actually kind of tells you why they want to do that? Is it because of the climate what is their um
0: rationale? Ar-
2: yeah, their argument on why we need to do the capping. And who are these people? Do you want to speculate on that, too?
3: (laughs) Well, I think a lot of it comes... I mean, Rockefeller is the obvious person. I don't know if they're just the front, if there's something else behind the scenes. And Gates keeps popping up, too, but he's Mm -hmm. right with the Rockefellers on this. Uh, So it's just very... Yeah, it's peculiar. Your question as to why, I don't think they have a good reason why. I think it's just...
2: They don't have anything in the document. They just said, this is what we're doing. Because we can't.
3: Yeah, they they talk about how... uh, like the food might run out, or the Malthusian kind of model of
1: oh yeah we're saving yeah.
3: everyone by doing this unpleasant, uh, I mean it's 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 inexcusable. It's not explainable because it's just evil and uh, genocidal. It's basically just a declaration of genocide for however long it's going to take. There's like we're going to keep the population as close to eight billion as possible.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, do so, you have um, any like speculations of your own? of why they want to do that to humanity if it's, it's not for the climate or
3: well i think it's just control i think they there's such a few people the oligarchs that are controlling everything they just see at a certain point you got to keep
0: it manageable
3: exactly exactly yeah and so they also they also love eugenics which is something if they can come up with this excuse in their mind that oh we, ha- we have to cap the population that's all this world can carry then they can decide, okay, who's not being brought along. Who do we sterilize? Who? Mm-hmm. How do we selectively breed the people we want, and then not the you know not have the people? And they do a lot of this with the economy, um, and the propaganda. But I think also they have to basically just sterilize and reduce the fertility. Now, how numbers. did they
2: do it with the economy? Because I haven't well, heard it before. You
3: well, know, the so-called quote-unquote cost of living, right? And they can just keep raising that, and if you can't bring in enough money by, you know, usually making money for corporations is how most people do it. So if you don't have a sufficient value to corporations, you're just left to die. So uh, that's how I see that. And then they, you know, there's this other trap that they'll say, you know, they're, they're taking care of disabled people or seniors or poor people with these government, you know, healthcare programs. And then you see like, okay, what are they actually giving people? Mm -hmm. And it seems like poison and Mm -hmm. uh, like, all the so-called COVID treatments and the vaccines and all this stuff. So I, I just think it comes down to uh, reducing fertility
1: mm-hmm.
3: and, and, you know, the disabled and the seniors, unfortunately.
0: And and Tim, do you see the, the ivermectin potential crisis? That's how it's going to materialize. It's not necessarily... People aren't going to drop dead per se from ivermectin. Maybe, there may be some of that, but I mean, it's primarily going to be a, a a fertility issue.
3: That's the big concern that I have, especially when it seems like people are being prepped with these secondary agents to make like kind of a perfect not per, I don't know perfect, but a binary weapon that will you know have it seems neurological effects and deleterious fertility effects, especially if they keep wearing down their uh, peak lycoprotein is what it's called defenses. And basically what that is, it's, it's basically a drug pump, which takes the toxins out of cells and just throws it out. It's like, like a, the bucket with the overflowing, uh, boat, it just like tries to get the toxins out. And if you inhibit that, then it, it just kind of absorbs and stays in the cells mm-hmm. with bad effects.
2: And then so, you get um, cancer, right? Cause the cancer is the body's, uh, attempt to isolate the toxicity.
3: That's interesting. I'm I'm no medical expert. I can show. I'm you, not
2: uh, either, but
0: I play one on TV. I do.
2: I do <laughs> believe in the theory that I mean, cancer cancer tumors are basically toxic. You know, they're full of toxins.
3: Right. Well, let me show you this uh, real quick. This is uh, a study they did on fruit flies, which have been used before to show uh, carcinogenic effects. And look at what happened to the number of tumors that they observed as they increase the ivermectin. So the ivermectin's on the x-axis, total tumors on the y-axis, it's practically a straight line as the ivermectin goes up wow. these holy shit flies get tumors. And so people will of course say, well it's it's a pesticide. That the flies are like these uh uh parasites, so it's good that it kills them. Mm-hmm. But again, how do we know that the toxicity is specific to the flies? Mm-hmm. We really don't we know the opposite actually mm-hmm. that it's uh really bad if this gets into your brain and There's just this barrier, it seems, of PGP doing most of the legwork, keeping it out of our brain. Mm -hmm. And here are all the different categories. Eye tumors, head tumors, wing tumors, body tumors, leg tumors, halter tumors for these flies all going up. So we had the rat study, the fly study. Uh, They also can just see the uh, degradation of the genetics uh, when they expose cell lines to this stuff. You know, and it it just gets pushed so recklessly is my problem. Like, I'm not saying there's no use for iver, ivermectin but i just haven't seen these claims that are just being repeated ad nauseum on you know well because i
0: I, lit- I think that that uh at least the rationalization like we were talking about earlier on in the podcast uh, i mean not not today but i mean when, when we started the podcast a, a couple years ago was that you know, we really were in the camp that was believing that, you know, this illness is the body detoxifying. Um, and so when people take ivermectin, you know, people who are getting this relief from ivermectin, you know, they're not necessarily, um, having an antiviral, uh, uh, event the, the ivermectin is essentially, uh, you know, detoxify- it's forcing detoxification of the body uh you know letting everything out of the cells and all this, and that's a that's a good thing. Now, I mean, that's going to make you get sick, maybe because you're 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 dumping we're a lot of this stuff. You
1: are taking the ivermectin.
0: Yeah, because well, a lot of people were getting sick from the ivermectin. Oh, I didn't. I didn't yeah, yeah, they were they were getting you know a little bit ill. I remember uh, we had relatives that took it, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, you know, it made me a little bit sick." There, you know, I I, I felt like I had uh, maybe they uh, got
2: sick from the toxicity.
0: Yeah, well, but I'm just saying because I, mean,
2: I heard the opposite. A lot of people were taking it and they would feel better and then they would stop taking it and then they they get worse again. So they really felt like the ivermectin was actually helping because when they were on it, they were not feeling as sick. So I had to.
3: Right. And that's something I thought about too is like, is it stopping the detox maybe? Mm-hmm. That's, one that's what I would think. Um, and then it's going to catch up with people later, but maybe mm-hmm. some temporary relief and it's being misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Um, what's crazy to me is when they give it to the people in, say nigeria or the uh, democratic republic republic of the congo they say oh well some people have these really bad reactions but that's because it killed all these parasites that had toxic
1: yeah uh,
3: right. in them and they call it like the Herzenheimer effect or something
1: right so mm-hmm. like, oh,
3: just poison them with this cytotoxic genotoxic uh, <laughs> pesticide and uh it's just they they have all these excuses where they're like oh well that's long covid or that's The Herxenheimer effect. Or maybe some
2: people get excited, actually, about these because they feel like, okay, like I am getting rid of all the stuff that has been in my body forever, like you're saying, the parasites forever that we never treated. And now we know that we're getting sick, kind of like the vaccine. We know it's working when you get sick, when you get the shot. So it's not a reaction. It's just that it means it's working. (laughs)
3: Right. (laughs) That's that kind of logic really bugs me, especially when they want to push it on other people. And uh, it seems like there's this network of just this echo chamber, just repeating these lines. And it's, it's, I think really having a a negative impact. That's just my hunch because people, I mean, we've seen reports and people dismiss this because of the reverse psychology I was talking about earlier, but they'll talk about how the poison control centers are seeing like huge numbers of increased calls for ivermectin intoxication. And some people are like, "Oh, that's just because they don't want us to take the ivermectin," right? Um, or the people are poisoning themselves with ivermectin. I don't find that too hard to believe. Um, and then the news ha- picks it up because it suits at least what they think they're.
0: Yeah, um, what they think um, the narrative is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point.
2: So to to wrap this up here, um, if you could speak to people that either on the fence is our ivermectin effective or not, or people that are taking the ivermectin because. Um, they feel like there is health benefits. Well, what would you recommend to them?
3: Well, I don't that they do recommend... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't want to recommend anybody do anything um other than just think for yourself and ask, how did you come to these conclusions and where you deceived maybe, were you tricked? because, you know, I took I'm going to be honest, I took some of the paste. I don't know if I already said that on the show, yeah, you did. Uh, or beforehand mm-hmm. but um i I was convinced. Because I heard all these different angles, even for people like in the no virus camp. That's what really put me over the edge. It's like, oh, these people in the pro virus camp think it's good. It'll stop COVID. And these people say, oh, it'll kill parasites. Mm-hmm. And I look back and I just think that it was uh, deceptively pushed on us. And I see other products that I think might uh, be a binary weapon when combined with the ivermectin also being pushed.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's just, I, I just can't see that being I don't think that's innocent because it's causing harm when people are being loaded up on products that have negative counterindications.
1: I
0: mean, it 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 is. Um, if you think about it, if you if you think about the vaccine and the um, you know the 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 deception. Around the vaccine, then you really—it's—it it is not a, a a difficult leap to say. Okay, look, if, if they did, if you do believe that the vaccine was a deception, if you're in that camp, regardless of what you think about anything else, it, it is not a far leap to say. Okay, look, if they planned that, then it might have been a multi-vectored approach, you know. And and oh, and it, it's really uh, uh, it goes together quite well, actually.
3: The similarities are striking, and how they're pushed and misrepresented, and they both seem to have negative fertility effects. We saw that study with the Pfizer vax just after the two shots. Like we said, people are up to like four or five, and it you know tanked to like what was it twenty two per? I forget the percent something like plus twenty percent after six months, I think. And ivermectin also seems to have negative fertility effects, especially if the PGP barrier is broken down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just don't think it's yeah I, I don't think it's a coincidence myself, uh, but That it incorporates and encompasses a lot of other uh, facts that I've encountered over the past few years about the depopulation agenda. Uh, So, you know, what I would tell people is just look at the studies, ask why are you not being told the side effects? Why are they not treating this with the respect that this potent toxin has? I mean, I'm not saying there's never a good time to take poison. Um, Maybe if it's going to help you with some problem you're having, I don't know doesn't seem like a great idea most of the time to me,
1: Mm -hmm.
3: but um, people should just question how they came to this conclusion. Why were they told by these people that it was safe Mm -hmm. and not told any of the side effects? And, you know, I just had this bad encounter um, with one of these big voices. I'm sure you've heard of him. I'm not going to name him, but uh, this person who came to me saying he had a coma right after his ivermectin, he was like, I'm going to bring it up with this other guy because I keep hearing him on his show, which I know has like, I don't know, 50 to a hundred thousand views every show on rumble or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's like, this guy keeps telling me to take it every week. And I know that he's, you know, not telling people the whole info. And so he reaches out to the guy and he responds, here's the FLCCC, you know, Pierre Corey's website. There's all these safety studies saying it's safe.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I'm just like, the guy told you, he just got into a coma. <laughs> uh, basically doing what you're <laughs> hawking on your site. Uh, and then you give them the FLCCC's like cherry-picked safety studies, which a lot of them are like the WHO shipped all of it to Africa and they didn't see any problems. <laughs> so just, I'm very concerned. Uh, and it's 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 interesting, too, the angle that they take where they're like, oh, look, they call it a horse medicine. It's not a horse medicine. It's a human medicine. I don't know if you guys have seen that Plandemic 3 looks like it's going to be about.
0: I I, have, I, sure. have, I knew it was coming out, but I haven't seen what the topic is.
3: I don't know yeah. if it's exclusively ivermectin, but it looks like another one of these fluff pieces, like really highly produced uh, pushing ivermectin. And it. I just worry about what's coming with all this, uh, in my opinion, just flagrantly bad medical advice coming from the ivermectin. Uh, Community?
1: <laughs> they so- just
3: are coming up with all these different excuses, like, oh, take it for cancer, take it for prophylactically every day. And it's just, it's never ending. And at this point, it's just like, I, I can't handle any more bad medical advice
1: about ivermectin i
2: know. so you know so just one last thing i wanted to ask you about kind of off topic but you were talking about the georgia guidestones and they they just blew up what, what were your thoughts on that
3: i was happy to see it at first but then I'm like there's no way this is just some random guy who blew up the georgia guidestones so i worried that that was like a a start to like some really sh- bad stuff shady bad stuff like i think that might have been like the oligarch saying oh here we go boom they're yeah, like firing
2: kind of like the twin towers, you know. They they brought them down and now they're going to they built whole new ones, even bigger.
0: <laughs> it looks like a that looks like a hypodermic needle. <laughs>
3: <Yes>. <laughs> it looks like, and, yeah, it's the, the story about that's pretty interesting, too. It looks like a syringe, mm-hmm. and they had like a bunch of weird news stories about the haunting sounds, the whistling of the syringe. And if you know Greek mythology, there's this uh Pan character, the uh the god, the so called great god Pan. And uh, he had this, the the panpipes that were called the syringe. Oh, so really? We like, you know, covered that story it was like so contrived, and now we have the now we have the pandemic, <laughs> and uh, with the syringes everywhere. And
2: oh my so. gosh! See,
0: we're gonna have to have you back on. We'll talk about that. You
3: know, <laughs>
2: next, next episode. <laughs>
3: it was, yeah, it was such a pleasure to talk with you both, and I love your show. And I hope you keep up the great work. And uh,
2: thank you so much. Now so, tell. Uh, Tell us where we can find you and how we can support you.
3: Um, yeah, just go to TimTruth.com if you want to watch the videos or uh, TimTruth.substack.com. And there's a playlist on TimTruth.com. If you click playlist at the top and you can watch all my videos on ivermectin. And they're the most recent articles on my Substack too. So that has all the source links. I tried to link up the full studies. Like, I, I don't know how many times we have to hear people pushing ivermectins. Like, show me the data that you're basing this off of. You sound like right. the, the Vax pushers safe and effective, miracle, you won't die. It's like, please just show us the studies. Uh, so that's what I try to do here. These are just like the, the alarming studies that I came across about uh, PGP and the fertility. And uh, there's more to come.
1: Great.
2: Amazing. Thank you so much for the work you do. And thank you for coming on and clarifying lots of things for us that we were not aware. And uh, people, we will share all the links on the show notes. So you can link to Tim's page and if you can support him, subscribe to his Substack. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Tim. Bye.
3: Thank you both. Bye.
0: All right, Fabi. Well, I mean, that was another good episode. Curveball. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I want to... Um, Maybe do another episode with him, and we as things progress a little bit further, and then we can we can maybe map it out a little bit more methodically. Yeah. I know we were a little bit all over the place mm-hmm. there, uh, but he did have a lot of good data, and if you again, you go to his sub stack i mean it is loaded with uh actually I was telling you uh, that I was kind of looking through it trying to do some pre research and I was like, wow, there's a lot of science here i mean it it certainly sounds bad, you know, but, but I would want to investigate those, Mm -hmm. those terms and, and, and what that means. Are, Are people reporting things like that? So we obviously didn't have time to do that today, but I mean, our, our, Initial goal here was just to say, "Hey, I don't know that this is all puppy dogs and ice cream." Mm-hmm. You know, with with, with ivermectin, that's
2: got a different perspective.
0: Yeah, so you know, before you start taking this stuff daily, uh, multiple times, <laughs> you may want to have a a full assessment. B- besides the people who are just uh, uh, talking about the uh, the miracle cure, you know, because I, I think I think it, we've been around long enough to know that there are a lot of really good alternative stuff, but I don't know that we've ever found a miracle cure.
2: A silver bullet. I mean, it's mind, body, spirit.
0: Right. Right. Well, that's what I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's a combination, Yeah. you know? So, all right. Well, so again, everybody, uh, go to the telegram group at the collective resistance podcast. We're on Twitter at TCRP 4178. And, uh, uh, we'll put Tim's links in the show notes and. Oh, where is it? I can't get this. You guys hate me on the end. But, Babby, what do you want to tell everybody? Everyone,
2: thanks for listening. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay curious.